gentlemen, the President of the United States. Thank you, thank you, thank you for coming today. Such a big, beautiful crowd. I love big crowds. You should see this big crowd. It's huge. We're all here today to congratulate the Small Scale Life Podcast on its 80th episode. I think this is a huge, beautiful show, and it's something that I really, really like. You should all subscribe to this show and leave a positive rating on iTunes or your po- uh, podcasting service. Make sure you share the show with lots of your friends and your family and their families and everybody. It's huge. Now, there are a lot of things going on. Love to stay. So I'm going to leave you to do the Small Scale Life Podcast. Thank you very much. God bless America. It's huge. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Tom Dahmers. Well, thank you, Mr. President. Wow, we have the biggest guest for the third greatest gardening podcast on the planet. We just have the biggest guest. I'm blown away. I mean, the president would be here and talking to us about the show. And as Mr. President said, this is our 80th episode. It's it's huge. It's huge as he, bigly huge as he says. It's our 80th episode. That is great and it's a big deal. Bigly, very big deal. So we're glad you're here. I'm glad you chose us for our 80th episode. I think we have a great show for you today and I'm not just whistling Dixie. I'm not just I'm not just saying that. I think it's a great it's a great show. And why is that? So we're shifting gears a little bit. So all of our gardener friends just just stick with us. This is a good show. We're going to shift gears just a little bit for on this episode. You're going to get to learn a lot more about me and my story and our story and what we're doing and some of the philosophy here today. So this is going to be a great show. Before we get to that content, let me ask you a couple questions. One, does your stuff stress you out? Two, do all the material goods, things, computer screens, the TV, your social media platform, everything in your house and in your hand and in your garage give you a sense of dread and anxiety? There is so much noise out there today. So much noise, so much stuff going on that it can just overwhelm you. So my guests and I, we are going to take you, we're going to take you on a little journey. So come with me. We control the horizontal and the vertical. But we're going to take you a little bit on a journey. We're going to talk about going from high-paying, fast-paced lifestyles from the boardroom, running businesses, just crazy, crazy all the time, going from that lifestyle to a slower-paced, more simple lifestyle with less stuff. How do you do that? How does one achieve that, you might be asking? Where do you begin? So my guests and I have some ideas of where to start. And in this episode, we're going to discuss the five steps to achieving a simple and intentional life. These are five steps that we are both putting in action in our own lives. So stay with me. I'm not going to tell you who that guest is. I'm going to wait just a little bit longer. Maybe some of you are guessing already. But we're going to we're going to reveal that very soon. This is the big 80th show. So there's going to be a lot of stuff happening in this show. A lot of people are going to stop in and say, say hello. So there's a lot of people that are going to do that. So just stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun. In case you're new to our little podcast and blog, to our third greatest podcast and blog in the nation, in the world. 
Small Scale Life is all about removing stress from our lives by living simply through gardening, healthy living, and having adventures along the way. This podcast, we're really going to get into some healthy living stuff, and it is an adventure. So strap in. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're thrilled you're here and listening to our 80th episode and reading our blog. Thank you so much for being here. It means a lot to us. Your time is valuable. And frankly, we wouldn't do this if you weren't part of our small-scale life and our family here. So thank you so much. Can't say that enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Before we begin this episode, let's hear from some friends of Small Scale Life. All right, our first friend of Small Scale Life today are good friends, Phil and Jen. They've started their own business called Gnarled Knot Design. Phil and Jen love to create furniture and home decor items to make our houses feel like a home. Since they were running out of space in their own house, they decided to share their items with others. So if you're looking for customized and personalized furniture signs, really cool signs like Live Simply, it's a great, great sign for your house, connect with Phil and Jen at Gnarled Knot Design on Facebook, Instagram, or Etsy. Links are in the show notes. Go there, look at their stuff. Really cool. They customize if you want to put your names on it. They've put the longitude, latitude of their house on some things. They've done some really neat stuff. They've built tables. They've built mantles. They've done all kinds of stuff. They ship. Connect with Phil and Jen today. So go there. Check their stuff out. Come up with some ideas. We're going to use them. Julie and I are going to use them very soon. I've got I've got a couple projects that we could use them on. So we're going to use them. Check them out today. Let them know that you came from, from Small Scale Life. Please do that. All right, our second friend is a good friend of ours, Nature's Image Farm. Our good buddy Greg Burns has comfrey and tree bundles for you to make your property shine and make you more self-reliant. Greg Burns has what you need. Nature's Image Farm has Comfrey Bocking 4 and Comfrey Bocking 14 cuttings available for you today. I'm going to wait a little longer till things warm up and then I'm getting some Comfrey. I'm going to have it here on the property. Uh, if you want to add trees to your property, and we do, we've got a couple areas where we'd like to add some fruit trees, <coughs> Jules, fruit trees. Um, Nature's Image Farm, once again, has a number of tree bundles available, including a farmstead tree bundle, a homestead bundle, a berry bundle, a nut tree bundle, and an apple bundle. So if you want to start your own food forest or family orchard, this is where you go. Again, they've got a farmstead tree bundle, a homestead bundle, a berry bundle, a nut tree bundle, and an apple bundle. So if you want to do it, go to naturesimagefarm.com, check it out. They've got all kinds of bundles and things for you. So go go there. It's it, it will be really cool to get that going on your property. Remember, when you go there, use code SSL for Small Scale Life for 10% off and free shipping. And it does work. Greg was telling me that some of you have ordered using the code SSL. So, hey, you get a discount. Why wouldn't you do it? Get moving. Get going. It's time. Let the real American hero, Captain Lumber Squatch himself, Greg Burns, know that you heard about Nature's Image Farm from Small Scale Life. Check out naturesimagefarm.com today. All right. Thank you to our friends of Small Scale Life. We appreciate being able to present those folks to you. They're really good people. So make sure you take advantage of those offers. And remember, if you have a product or a service that you would like discussed on Small Small Scale Life, contact me at realsmallscalelife at gmail.com or use the contact us page on Small Scale Life. 
Now, without further ado, we're going to get into episode 80. We're going to talk about five steps to achieving a simple and intentional life with my special guest. It's a great episode. I hope you enjoy it. We'll catch you on the other side. All right, everybody. This is Tom from The Small Scale Life. Welcome to the big show. I've been waiting for this one for a long time. And I'm really excited because for the second time in almost 80 shows, 80 shows, can you believe that? Almost 80 shows, I'm going to have, this for the second time, a female on the podcast. (gasps) So this is going to be pretty cool. So today I have a really special guest. I've been waiting for her to come on for a long time. So welcome to the show, Julie Dahmers, my beautiful wife. In my better half, but say hello to everybody, Joyce. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I cannot believe you finally talked me into this. I know. Maybe it's the wine. I don't know. But welcome to the big <laughs> show. So welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Well, I'm excited to be here, babe. Yeah? I figured it's about time. If it's only the second time you have a female on the show, I think it's about time. <laughs> well, yeah, and I'm glad you're here. This is we've We've been so busy that my blogs and podcasts have gone down a little bit, but there's been a lot going on. I want to bring you on, kind of walk people through what we've been doing, what we're up to. It's been a long couple of years, so um, so this will be fun. We can show them what the unified front looks like, what it's like to have you on board, what this could be like in the future with you on more often. Yeah, we'll see how this goes first. <laughs> Drink more wine. You we're have good. been trying to get me on here for a long time. Yeah. We'll give it a shot. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like I tell everyone, and, and Greg Burns or uh, Jay Dolan or any of the folks, um, Donnell Freeman, they, Michael Jordan, it's just having a conversation. And that's the beauty of it, is just talking with this big microphone in your face. So I'm just going to pretend it's not there. Mm-hmm. But you know, the theme of the year for me, one of them, is stretching outside of the comfort zone. Well, so this is, a, this is a big leap for me. I know. Outside of that box. This is outside your comfort zone. You don't get to do this very often. No. I mean, you're talking to the girl that, you know, would have panic attacks about public speaking. So <laughs> I've come a long way. That's true. That's true. So, well, welcome to the show. Let's uh, just... So everybody kind of knows who you are. I mean, what makes you tick? I mean, what do you like to do? Who are you? Well, I mean, I can't define myself without first saying that I am your wife. Yes. And uh, I'm very thankful to be able to say that. There's been, uh, gosh, how long it, How long has it been? Twen- almost 24 almost. years of marriage. Yeah. Which is unbelievable. Yep. Um, I am mother to our two beautiful boys who are now men and we're just so proud of them, Danny and Ryan. I am a florist. Um, I was, that was my, my trade for quite a few years. Right. And mine. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, it was. Whether you were willing or not. Mm. Um, Mm. I am a, I'm an administrative professional. So I am a, a fabulous organizer and supporting role. And you know what I am? I'm a, a recovering stuffaholic. I, uh, I'm embracing this simplifying and minimalism concept wholeheartedly. Uh, yeah. And I, I think she's the recovering stuffaholic. I must be the recovering hoarder-aholic because, I don't know, I, I pick those traits up from my side of the family a little bit where I keep a lot of paper and a lot of stuff and she comes along do you need this (laughs) and then it goes might go away that's okay because uh i have those tendencies 
hey, those side piles of, the of paper are getting better, babe. I, I'm working We're on it. There. I'm working on it. It's one of the benefits of working at home. You get to have a little organizing time to get that stuff away. So that's exactly. a good thing. Yeah. You used to see what my office used to be like when I was running things and I was doing stuff yeah. all over the country. It, it used to be scary. You were a busy man. Yeah. But there was one guy. Remember that one guy I worked with at that one company and his office? I showed you his office. Yeah, and he it had, had those towers of, of files and papers that it's amazing that, I mean, it was a humongous fire hazard. It was. And um, I've worked with a few people like that. But this guy, you'd go in his office and you say, hey, Mr. Guy, remember that thing over here that we were doing, this design? You go, oh, yeah, I got this right over here. And he reached down five sheets, 20 sheets. 30 sheets down and pull out the exact thing and here you go and it was like oh how did you do that dude oh my god i can't i can't live like that he needed my labeler yeah he did (laughs) for those of you that don't know she's got a wicked label gun thing and everything gets labeled she even labeled my underwear once that was pretty cool (laughs) it's amazing it's my favorite thing in the world oh god yeah so we've been busy lately it's been uh kind of crazy around here we're going to be talking a lot about stuff and getting rid of stuff getting organized getting getting decluttering your life and talk about some of those things i mean but we've been seriously busy we've unpacked a whole storage locker and then we were way last weekend we had a great marriage retreat that was awesome and i'm so glad that we went any thoughts on that i mean it was it was great i mean i this is kind of hitting you from left field but it was really good no i'll talk about it any day i mean it was it was unbelievable it's it's so good you know people think of marriage retreats as you know something that you do if your marriage is in trouble but this was more just a way for for us to reconnect and you know you go through life Life is tough. Life, mm-hmm. life throws you a lot of curveballs. And a lot of times you're just kind of reacting and and rolling with the punches. And, and this was something that we proactively did to make our marriage stronger. And, and we came out of it just so much better. I mean, yeah. I think we were good. And, and now I feel like we're great. We're ready to tackle anything. Right. And, and it's something that we thought so strongly about that uh, we might be helping a little bit with that in the future when it comes back to town. And it was called the Family Life Weekend to Remember and uh, familylife.org, I think. Right. Is that where it was? Family Life. Well, let me look. It's either familylife.org or .com. I'll pull that up. As we look it up on the magic googly machine, we'll have familylife.com. All right, familylife.com. But it was it was really good. And I'm going to see if I can set up like a group for small scale life followers. So if you guys want to go sometime, use our group. I don't know what the benefits were, but we'll see if we can set that up. I mean, as some kind of a code or something. So yeah, I mean, girls, I have to tell you, talk to your husbands because the majority of them are going to say. I do not want to do something like that. Our marriage is fine. We don't need to do it. You know, what I do have to say is you're not sitting in a small group with a bunch of other people that you don't know having to make awkward conversation. Nope. You go, you listen to a speaker, and then you go with your spouse and you talk about what you just heard and it just gives you a really safe platform to to just put things out on the table and just be open and honest with each other and just just remember what it is about each other that 
that made you fall in love in the first place. Yeah. So yeah. it was and pretty neat. It was very good. And gentlemen, it is not sitting around in a group and, hi, my name is Tom. My name is Donald J. Trump, and I'm going to do great things, bigly things, and I don't have any problems. Nothing like that. Um, it's all just sitting around and, and, and sitting with your spouse and, and working on little projects and talking, and it was good. It was really good. So And you get to have date night. Oh, date night. night. Yes. Date night was excellent. The food was the food was wonderful. We had a really good time. Who invited President Trump to our <laughs> I don't know. Meeting. I don't know. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> the thousand faces and voices of Tom. There we go. Yes. yes. We, uh, I live with uh, with many characters. Yes. It's always an adventure. Always. But yeah, it was a really good time. Date night is the, the second night and uh, they break early. You can go out for a date night and, and it's just nice to, to have some good food and talk and, and enjoy the evening. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Amen um, to that. <laughs> <laughs> I know for some of our homesteaders, it's tough to get away. Um, you've got kids, you've got animals, you've got plants, you've got operations going on. But if you can figure it out and find out a way to cover that stuff, I do recommend going. You probably need a time, some time away just to two of you. So I would highly recommend it. Very important. Right. Right. So that's cool. All right. Rewinding a little bit. If you guys remember, we um, found out last April, I think. April. That we had to move out. It was late April. We were camping and we found out we had to move out in July. So we got to work. I deconstructed the whole garden and grassed it all over and it was really sad. I'm still sad. Yes, but just think you're going to bigger and better places. I know. Here. Well, smaller scale, actually. Smaller scale. But productive. And uh, (laughs) and then we got packing, and we packed a ton of stuff, and we had to be out of the place by, was it July 15th? By July 15th. Yeah, so we were crazy. It was hot, and we were packing, and then we were loading, and then we were, it was hard, because we're moving in, we were moving into this furnished house, so we had to select stuff for the house. We had to select, we had to be careful with our son's stuff, who was going to college, and then we had to get stuff packed in the locker, and we had other stuff that needed to be on the end. It was a really weird move. It was the weirdest move I've ever done. We weren't just going from house A to house B. We had to temporarily, or so we thought, Mm -hmm. moving in to my dad's house um, while we tried to define our plan and where we were going to, where we were going to end up permanently. Right. You know, and we had a lot of different ideas. Was it going to be Western Wisconsin and, and on a on a small farm, I know, I know. I'm sorry that didn't work out. Five acres and farm. Was and it going? Yeah. Was it going to be, um, you know, something closer, a little yeah. closer into the city, right. but still um, a single family situation right. with a bigger yard? Yeah. Or was it going to be maybe a, a townhouse or a condo, a condo in the right? city with well, some land over there or something? I don't know. Exactly. I mean, we had so many different options, <sighs> but we also had a lot of things going on with our son going off to college right. and our other son very busy and and uh you know throwing this move in that we were hoping would not happen until later in the fall that we had to do kind of simultaneously right and it was going to be the other thing we were thinking it it was going to be a just a temporary hop i mean it was going to get moved in then it was going to get moved to a new place somewhere sometime something right and at the same time we had uh we we still have uh 38 acres over in wisconsin that's just beautiful property just sitting there waiting for us to go hunting or enjoy 
So that was out there too. So we had all these competing things going on, being close to work and going and having land on a lake or land on a river or land. And uh, oh my God, there were so many things going on. Right, right. And then, you know, in the meantime, you know, probably six months prior to that, I had started working at um, a company that I didn't I didn't know the results of it and and if it was going to be a long-term situation and it ended up being an absolute blessing for me I ended up in the best place great job great people I love my my boss and and uh, you know it's just really meant to be for me to end up there they helped me through some rough stuff mm-hmm. and so we decided you know that was a long-term position for me. Right. So moving to Western Wisconsin really kind of became off uh, off the table right. at this point in time. Right, right. And I had talked to locals over there. You know, as I do my work over there, um, I would bump into people, uh, farmers or just landowners as I'm doing my work. And I would talk about the roads and everything and getting getting to town on a winter day. And they're like, yeah, you know, the uh, roads there, they ain't uh, they ain't plowed, you know, and it's tough to get over there. And we looked at some places that were up and down in a valley and you had to go. It would be really treacherous. It's those so places. beautiful, it but is. commuting the the twenty miles yeah. I do a day is bad enough yep. that we didn't need to throw that in right, right. to the mix as right, well. Right. So just let's fast forward a little bit for sure. people so they don't have to sit and listen to our whole life story. No, I um, love talking about our life story. <laughs> you do. This is all really what it's all about. This is our life story. <laughs> so so we ended up in my dad's house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Long story short, we had recently lost my mom a year ago, February, and and my dad, um, he he actually found somebody fairly quickly after mm-hmm. she passed away that that was really good for him. Yep. So rather than living with my dad, you know, my dad moved out and his house became available. Yep. So we moved into this furnished house. Our stuff was in storage for the most part. Mm -hmm. And suddenly this was an option. Right. Maybe we just buy this house. It took some convincing. (laughs) It took some convincing. Well, you know, it's in in North Minneapolis. Not too far from some sketchy areas. I mean, we're going to be honest here. Well, and close to the rail yards where I go or do some work. Yeah, not everybody loves that. I know. I love trains. (laughs) I love trains. I love them. (laughs) Yeah, but it's a great neighborhood. It is. You know, the people we live around are fabulous Mm -hmm. and you have a yard to do your gardening, which is your passion. Right. You know, my passion has still been (laughs) the the arranging cut Mm -hmm. flowers, Mm -hmm. but you know, I'm excited to get into gardening and helping you. And right. here I am blogging for the first time. I know. So I finally have some time freed up to do some different things. Right, right. It's with, fun. with the flower business shut down, and we, we were very sad to see that go. Uh, but it did. Um, it's, we're, we're we're coming to a point here, folks. We're we're coming to the fo- to a point here where we're starting to talk about the plan. This is where we're putting our stake this year. This is the place. This is the small scale life headquarters. That, Dahmer's house, dinner with the Dom's home right here, right now, is where it's all going to happen. So this is going to be ours. Yeah. Yeah. And this has been, I mean, it's been a journey from from where we were. And that's one of the things I think we wanted to talk about today Yes, is how something that's become very important in our life is simplifying and living intentionally. Mm -hmm. Because for so long, we just, we felt like the rats on the wheel. We were just working 
top speed as as hard and as long as we could to earn more money, mm-hmm. to buy things, to impress people climb we the don't ladder. really care about, yep. and climbing the ladder. And really, you know, at the end of the day, some things happened in our lives and it made us realize none of this stuff is important. It's not worth it. <laughs> It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've we've done all that stuff. I mean, I had a high-powered job down in Chicago area, Chicagoland, and did projects all over the country. I think there was one June I only spent like six days at home or something like that. It was crazy. Um, yeah, that and was really crazy. Then jumped to another one, another firm. That was crazy. Then went to the light rail project, which was crazy. And now I got a good, great job. And uh, yeah, I mean, it took some, we were in survival mode, but now we can actually concentrate on what's, we figured out what's important to us. Yeah. And it's not stuff. Not stuff. It's not nope. stuff. We moved our stuff, all that stuff into a storage locker in July and it sat there and it sat there and it sat there for almost six months. No, five months. Well, it was July to the end of January. Yeah. Yes. It was six months. Right. And we were paying, how much did we spend? Well, no, know, it was ridiculous. Yeah. It was like, like a couple hundred. Yeah. yeah. So we spent like, what, 1400 bucks to store our stuff. Well, yeah. And the problem was we didn't know what we were going to need. Right. Here. We didn't know where we were going. Right. Um, but the thing of it is, at the end of the day, we ended up getting rid of the majority right. of it. So that was a couple. We were paying all this money to store stuff. We donated. We got rid of. <laughs> How ridiculous. I know. It really is ridiculous if you think about it. But, you know, we decided to pull all that stuff out of there. And uh, that's the picture we're going to use for the cover. Oh. Showing off the uh, showing off the empty locker with. Uh, jewels. No, oh, that's what we're going to use. <laughs> nice. See? That was a good day. That so we moved in in the blazing heat. Yep. And we moved out in the Frigid, freezing, cold. snowy, and, the, and it had rained before it snowed, so there was ice everywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. it was complete extremes. That's right. Minnesota for you. Right. And members of the Small Scale Life Facebook group, you remember a funny video I posted of me locked out of the house with all that stuff, unloading the truck, and it was it was really kind of funny. That was a good night. But uh, That was... That was an epic night. Yeah, it was an epic night. <laughs> I but think we were giddy. I, I know, because I had, I seriously had a feeling of dread. I dreaded unloading that locker. I dreaded the stuff. I wanted to light a torch, throw it in there, and just let it burn. I didn't well, want to touch that stuff. Yeah, I think what we realized is living here without all that stuff, you know, we obviously we were in a furnished house, but we didn't have all that excess stuff mm-hmm. of ours, and and we didn't need it. Didn't need it. And we didn't want it right. back in our lives. That was I mean, the big thing. I mean, there was a couple things. Uh, we went and got our couch, and we put our couch in here, and that made it feel like home. I mean, it was some of. I mean, some of our stuff does have meaning and is nice, you know. Yeah. And we wanted to keep the good stuff. Right. We didn't need twelve boxes of the kids' homework from first, second, third, and fourth grade. We yes. didn't need that. You know, that was a clarifying moment for me when we were going through our personal keepsakes. Mm-hmm after we brought everything here and I also was going through my mom and dad's stuff that was was left here because my dad left and only took the few (laughs) things that he needed and wanted so I was you know left to not only deal with our stuff but mom and dad's stuff too which you know we were very fortunate that we did get 
we acquired some nice pieces of furniture and and you know some, Dishes some different and things, all kinds of stuff, utensils. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it was it was a little overwhelming mm-hmm. the amount of stuff that we had yeah. to deal with. And and this house, just to let you know, this house is is small. Yeah, it's we small. have downsized tremendously, mm-hmm. so I think we have what maybe eleven hundred square feet. Finished, I don't even know. probably. Yeah. Um, with two bedrooms, one bath, mm-hmm. and then there is some extra unfinished space that that we intend to build a bathroom and right. another bedroom. But but right now it's small. I mean, mm-hmm. coming from the twenty eight hundred square feet we had at one point right. in Illinois, I, I mean, it's it's a big change. Yeah, but we, with a shed. We don't need a big house like that. That was ridiculous. The shed was nice. Yeah, I do. I want the shed. <laughs> with a greenhouse. Um, <laughs> and and really, this has been a process. I mean, we didn't just wake up one day and say we're getting rid of all this stuff. We're getting rid of it right now. I mean, we. Um, we started getting into minimalism. Um, you know, I had heard about minimalism from local author, um, Aaron Clary. He talked about it a while ago and minimalism will really help you. And, and some of my friends embrace that. And actually they're younger than us and they paid off their house. Gosh, a couple of years ago, which is great. Uh, but amazing. But um, that's Way where I go, first. Matt and Carolyn. Yeah, there you go, Matt and Carolyn. But this is um, and that's really minimalism has really helped them out, you know, through life changes and some some tough times and and because they didn't have all this stuff and they didn't have a house payment they, they survived you know and they thrive i mean how would how great would it be to be 40 and have your house paid off you know with a nice piece of property and and no debt how awesome would that be Absolutely. that would be great um but we start getting into the minimalists and uh, i had heard about them i kind of just put them over on the shelf but you were talking to a friend one of ryan's friends playing basketball his mom was all excited about it yeah well her her daughter who mm-hmm. also worked with me in my mm-hmm. floral business, she had um, discovered the minimalists. And if, if you haven't discovered the minimalists yet, there are these two, well, I'm going to call them young guys because, you know, uh, let's face it, we're getting those? old now. Oh, but, we're not that old. <laughs> um, so it's it's Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus. He looks and, like Christopher Walken. He, do, he Joshua totally Mil, uh, Fields Milburn looks like Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> he totally does. But these guys, I... You gotta I mean, give them props. They, they, they figured hooked, out a lot. They hooked me. I didn't... You know, minimalism to me was living with six items to your name and, you know, sitting in a barren, stark... <laughs> On a cardboard box? A par- yeah, you know, <laughs> a cardboard box. And it really... You know, we watched their documentary. Yeah. And that was so eye-opening. Yeah, their documentary, documentary is really inspiring. Because minimalism can look so different mm-hmm. to so many different people. And then right. in the documentary, we were introduced to this guy named Joshua Becker. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, becoming minimalist yeah. is his, is his blog. And he has a family. Yep. And his version of minimalism looks totally different than you know, These two Joshua guys, yeah. Fields, Milburn, and Ryan yep. Nicodemus. And then there was the, well, then there was the really crazy extreme minimalist guy Colin Wright who is he the um, guy who travels the world with like six things in his well he has a suitcase I don't know I don't remember the number of things he has like 30 or 40 Mm -hmm. but he you know he'll go on these adventures for months at a time yeah exile lifestyle Mm. is his blog Mm. and I mean so minimalism literally can look so different it's 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 how you define it right what works for your lifestyle right and, you know, the biggest takeaways for me and for you, I think, were, oh, my gosh, look at what 
we could do with our life if mm-hmm. we didn't have all of this stuff. Right. You know, we were working to support our stuff habit. Right. Really. It really was. And it was so just mind blowing to to realize how silly it was. What does Dave Ramsey say? You're you're spending your time and your money on things you don't want to impress yeah, people you don't like or something like that? Working or? to make money to buy things you don't need to impress people you don't like right. something along those lines. And it's true. But we love all you guys, so don't worry yeah. about that. <laughs> so, I mean, honestly. I mean, and really one of the big things, too, is <clears throat> by getting rid of stuff, your relationships get better. Yeah. Because, you know, all that stuff takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. It's a brain suck. It's a it's right. an energy sucker. I mean, mm-hmm. you have to spend time organizing and cleaning, repairing cleaning and, and fixing and organizing. I mean, I don't know, like and, in the documentary or in, in one of the books, uh, Joshua Fields Milburn talks about, you know, buying all these bins to mm-hmm. organize all his stuff. And he realized he was just an organized hoarder. Yeah. Well, I was definitely an organized hoarder. With a label gun. I like organizing and, and I really label, like my labeler. Yeah, you do like the labeler. <laughs> <laughs> so we went and saw the the documentary, or we saw the documentary, and then we found out that the minimalists were coming to town. And this was last year, and I meant to do a blog post about that. I just, I didn't get around to it. Uh, like, like I've said in other podcasts, I've got so much stuff. Uh-oh, God, did I just say that? I've got all this stuff. Your that, stuff is mental clutter. It is mental clutter. I've got all these ideas. Squirrel. Shush. <laughs> I use the squirrel in my uh, my presentation every time for Operation Lifesaver, but I'll go into that later. But um, squirrel moment. Um, <laughs> you've knocked me off my game here. But uh, this is the problem with an ENFP. I get squirrel s- syndrome. Where was I going That's with that? Why so, I'm here. so we went and saw these guys. Uh, they were coming to town. We went and saw them in Minneapolis, and I meant to do a blog post. I didn't, but it was great. I mean, place was packed. It was a small theater. Yeah. Place was packed, and somehow we managed to be in the front row, and we had great seats. We kind of weaseled our way up there. Actually, just claimed it. I was kind of geeking out like they were rock stars. I know, right? Not gonna lie. Guess who got to shake their hand? They probably thought I was a weird, you know, stalker. I got to shake their hands as they came off the stage. It's like, (laughs) nice job, guys. Put her there in the vice grip. It was good. Did you get to shake their hand? No, because I think I went to the bathroom. Oh, see, I got to shake their hand. So awesome. So that was great to see those guys. And they had um, one of the guys from the documentary, Patrick Roan, I think his name is. Is that correct? Patrick Roan. Patrick Roan. He was there. He's a Minneapolis author. And uh, he wrote a book called Enough. Enough. He's another minimalist guy. And uh, he talked about non-line, right? Non-line. Non-line. His his big thing, you know, at that point in time was he was he was disconnecting from social media and technology. Instead of being online, he was going to be non-line. Well, talk about a time suck. No kidding. Social media is a time suck. And this is Mr. Uh, Pot calling Kettle Black here because I'm on Instagram (laughs) getting in trouble on Facebook and all those other things. But, you know. (laughs) Yeah. It's liberating when you just let it go. Mm. And I mean, I'm still guilty of getting sucked into it, but I really have scaled back a yeah, lot. Yeah, you have, you have. And it, yeah, I have, I have a life again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a whole riff I can do on social media, but I'm not going to. That's another podcast. It is another podcast. Yeah, more ideas. But anyway, it was great seeing those guys. Gave us a really, gave us a good foundation. Uh, but we really didn't put that into play until we moved in here. And then we moved all of our stuff from the storage locker into our place here. 
And man, uh, we have we still have stuff in the garage that we got to go through. So we can only get one car in there, but we can get one car in there, which is great. But we had boxes in our living room, our kitchen, the basement had boxes everywhere. It it was like going yeah. into a hoarder's house. You know, we had a lot of boxes. We had little trails. Yeah, getting here and there. But the cats thought it was thought it was great. I mean, it was an adventure, right? But we didn't like it. Well, and one thing we you know we were talking about is one of the the things the minimalists suggest. Actually, Ryan Nicodemus did this. When he discovered minimalism, he he and Joshua had what they called a packing party. Oh, yeah, a packing party. Where they went to Ryan's apartment and they literally packed up every single thing mm-hmm. in the apartment. I mean, like he was moving the next day. Right. And he lived like that for a little while. And, and as he found he actually needed things, he took them out. Like mm-hmm. his toothbrush, a pot to make, you know... Scrambled ramen. eggs, ramen. Yeah, and he looks like a ramen guy. He does look like a ramen guy. <laughs> and what we, you know, what the what he realized from that is, you know, the good majority of the stuff in those boxes he never even thought about. He didn't mm-hmm. even remember what was in there. And that's what we discovered with right. all of our stuff being in storage. It was like we had a gigantic packing party. Right, that's true. So bringing it here was almost like we were kind of pissed off about it. Mm. It's like I was. I was. Well, I was dreading it, too. I mean, I have my knee issues and then pulling all that stuff, pulling stuff we didn't need, causing physical pain. Yeah. And then the mental pain of where the hell is all this stuff going to go? Right. So I think it was really. (laughs) But that whole process of living without it was was really good for us. So when it came in, we had realized how much better life was without it, that we, it was not hard to let go of things. Right. I mean, the hardest thing for me, you know, is the sentimental stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm a big, that's the tough thing. Yep. Emotional mush ball. And, you know, I love all the little things that our boys made for us when they were kids. And, and we had, we literally did have three bins each of schoolwork and Mm -hmm. keepsakes from when they were kids. And after going through my one bin of things that my mom had kept for me, they have they each now have like half of one bin. <laughs> well, Ryan's got to go through his stuff. He's well, yeah. away at college, but that's what it'll be. Yeah. But um, that's what it's gonna do. But that's what it comes down to. It's like you know what? They don't want that stuff. You know, we need to keep a few really special things. You know, and the rest of it, we have those memories of mm-hmm. that person. You know, that's that's my biggest struggle is. My mom's things. Yeah. You know, because everything reminds me of her. Right. And, you know, but really those memories are there. I'm Mm -hmm. just, I'm trying to keep, I tell myself, you know, I want to keep a few really special things to remind me of her and the rest of it. I mean, what do I need her sweaters for? Right. What do I need, you know, this crappy piece of furniture that I never even liked in the first place? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a thing that, you know what? Someone else can use it. Right. Let's donate it so that somebody that needs a you know end table will be able to enjoy it. Yeah, and that was that was one cool thing. Uh, we were at a thrift store, or you were at a thrift store with your friend, and you saw some some of our stuff was on the floor, <laughs> and it was yeah. like, hey, there's some of our stuff over there. Yeah, but a lot of it was gone already. Yeah. So and 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 the other beautiful thing is we took some of our stuff to friends who needed it. 
Uh, one of yeah. our friends needed a chair and, and some things, and, and we took it there. So yeah. it was a good thing. And I was able to give some of my mom's things to some of our other relatives. And mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That was cool. It's neat for me to know that someone else is, is right. enjoying it. And our you boys know. got some special things and that they wanted, it, and that was cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was very sad, though. What? That I didn't count how many notes were in your trunk from when I wrote them all in high school to you. Oh, my gosh. That was <laughs> unbelievable. There was a lot of notes. We, how did we ever even get through high school? All I, we did was write notes. And I was the top person, one of the top people in class. I'll have you know. Yeah. How, how did that happen? Uh, because you studied hard. Oh, yeah, yeah. You were a good student. There were a lot of notes, I, I will say. I believe that, babe. That well, was... sometimes I would write like one during a class. I don't know how I did that. So we were high school sweethearts. Oh, We've yeah. been together since we were... Well, over half our lives. <laughs> yeah. We first met when we were 15, yep. but we really got serious when we were 16. Oh, yes. Very serious. <laughs> <laughs> so we've pretty much grown up together. That's right. So and we still kind of like each other. I don't, I don't know how that. That's happens. why I have all these voices because I can change it up on her, you know, and get her off guard. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, ho, Kermit the Frog here. That's my favorite. I know. So yeah, all this stuff, and we went through it and uh, gave some of it away. gave a lot gave a lot of it away, and and I think we made our poor garbage uh, folks a little mad. Oh, we have we, to give them a big, big tip <clears throat> at Christmas time, or at least somebody out there, because we would put stuff out there that we thought they would never pick up, and somehow it would just disappear. Like the metal went to the metal guy, so they would come. I met one of the metal guys. He's like, yeah, "I'm Joe, the metal guy. I'm going to be coming through." I'm like, "Good, I got a lot of metal for you, buddy." Yeah. So, we got well, and rid I of think a lot people of that took and, some of the, you know, we put some furniture mm-hmm. out by the garbage that we knew would probably not be good enough right. to, you know, to donate. Right. And, and, you know, there's always value in, in the stuff. Somebody will find value in True. it. So it might just, be better than what they got. It wasn't value. It, it wasn't valuable to us right. anymore. So. And here's a pro tip for you, too. I mean. Goodwill gets bombarded with stuff, and especially the Goodwills around here or this time of the season, uh, they weren't taking our stuff. Right. So we found some smaller or different uh, thrift stores that we actually dropped stuff at, and and, and uh, we actually kind of like those places a little better. Yeah. So. Yeah. Our favorite one right now is called Unique Thrift Store, and they actually support Big Brothers Big Sisters, which yeah. I think is a great organization. Right. So I like knowing that you know. We're, we're helping to support a good cause yep. as well. Yep. So um, so be looking for those opportunities out there and, and maybe you'll come across something as you start your own journey to minimalism. Absolutely. Right? So, okay. So we start going through stuff. So how the heck did we do that? I mean, there's some key, I think we came up with some key points uh, as we start going through this process. Do you think? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I was just looking she's, for my list. She's got her list. See, see, she's so organized. She's got a list going on here and all these notes. And me, I guess I wrote a few things down, but you know. Well, what we did is we came up with really we came up with way five steps to achieving a simple and intentional lifestyle. Right. You and know, it's this, not and this is what, you know, what we thought were the the five priorities, at right. least for us. And hopefully, you know, that'd be a valuable takeaway for someone else. Right, right, right. To help you along, give you that little boost you might need or maybe start you thinking about this kind of thing. And it wasn't like we just, you know, whipped out a pencil and kind of wrote them down, even though that's we kind of did. We, we, we were driving down the road 
to go visit Ryan at college and we were driving and looking at eagles and we started writing this stuff down. We started thinking about it. So we've been yeah. thinking about this for, oh boy, a couple, a few weeks, a month, well, And longer. it's really been a couple years right. coming right. and it's been from gleaning information from the minimalists and becoming and becoming minimalist. minimalist yep. And you know, other various blogs and mm-hmm. things we find through Pinterest, or I find through Pinterest. Yes, Julie's going to be our Pinterest expert, so I'm going to hand that over to her, and she can make our Pinterest shine, because right now it's got season. a guy's... Yeah, after tax season, but right now it's got a guy's touch. Not so nice, so... The girls like Pinterest. Uh, yeah, I just... I do other things. Yes, <laughs> and you do them all. So anyway, um, so let's talk about these five points, and uh, we'll see where it takes us. I think it's kind of fun. So you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Sure. I'll go first. So um, first step in achieving a simple and intentional lifestyle is eliminating clutter. And, you know, how that is defined is really going to be up to you. But one thing, one takeaway that we got from the minimalists was ask yourself these questions. Does it serve a purpose and does it bring you joy? And really, those are the two guidelines that we're using as we're we're looking at something, whether whether we're going to hang on to it or whether we're going to get rid of it. Because at the end of the day, if 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 it's not useful and it's not bringing joy to your life, it's it's just going to add add mental and physical clutter. Right, and I think uh, I think they had a third one too about the wasn't it the twenty dollar rule or can it be replaced easily or something like that? Did they have that? Yeah, in there there's as well? it's something about the twenty dollar rule that if you can. You know, you hang on if you can replace it for twenty dollars or less, or less. Get rid, get, get rid, rid of, of it. it. You know, and a lot of times it's most everything because you know I don't know about all of you guys, but I've become a big you know thrift store and Craigslist shopper because I just can't pay retail price for just about anything anymore except underwear. That's that's critical. <laughs> Gonna pop some tags. <laughs> $20 in my pocket. <laughs> oh, I got a song I can sing. Maybe, oh, huh? no. Oh, no. I created a monster. Hoop, 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 hoop. <laughs> but seriously, yeah. I mean, that you can find just about anything. I, I mean, it's not even funny how many times I'll think about, ooh, I want to write, I want to find this. I need to buy this. And I'll walk into the thrift store and there it is. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it is brand new or like new. <laughs> And so I've just started keeping a little list for myself. I have a little notebook in my purse and I'll write down on there things that I'm looking for because I am an impulse buyer Mm. and I'll get in there and I'll just start looking around, you know, and Mm. seeing everything. And it's, it's a bunch of stuff that I'm not looking for, but if I have my list, then I know to narrow down to, to just things that we need. And see, I'm the guy and I don't come out except on triple coupon Thursday when we have a full moon like tonight. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, I don't go into a store. You go into zombie mode <laughs> when do. you walk into a store. I do. That's okay. But dang it, I had a point. Now I forgot it. Well, it'll come back to me. It'll you. come back to me. Oh well, I forgot that point. Anyway, that'll come back to me. But yeah, we have a lot of clutter. I mean, there's a lot of clutter everywhere. Oh, I I know what my point was. Um, you guys want if you guys want to start, you need a place to start. And you want to try try eliminating just one thing, eliminate clutter. Start in your utensil drawer. Mm-hmm. 
Good point. What are you not using in there? What do you have duplicates or triplicates of? Greg Burns probably has 15 spatulas in there or something from Spatula <laughs> City. Greg, go through there. Get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Lumber Squatch. <laughs> but that would be a great spot to start and, and see how liberating that is once you get through that, you know, get through that process. And then if you're like Jules, that'll go from that one to the next one to the next one to the whole kitchen to like, the you know, another room. So it's, yes. she gets rolling. I did manage to not use my labeler in the kitchen, though. No, I'm surprised. Actually, I, I controlled myself. You did. <laughs> <laughs> another good resource is theminimalist.com. Um, they have a, a 30 day challenge. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna look to find exactly what that was. It was like 30 days. I think they give you a tip every day. For 30 days on minimalism. And then I know they also have some sort of a game or a challenge where every, like you start by the first day, you get rid of one thing. The second day you get rid of two things. Then you get rid of three things. Then four, then five. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, not everybody has to have the packing party as Mm. their, you know, introduction into minimalism. You can start small, start in one drawer, like the gadget the kitchen utensil drawer right or, or the junk drawer one mm. room you know i mean at one point i think we had like four junk drawers back in the day and now we're down to our one junk drawer and that makes me very happy i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> um other areas you can uh declutter or get rid of clutter uh certainly your diet i mean really Absolutely. Processed foods and stuff that still creep into your budget and or creep into your bag and, and impact your budget. That's a spot. Absolutely. Another thing that we put down, and we actually put this down as, as point number two oh, in yeah. our steps, was reducing time commitments. Mm. I mean. Mm, that's so good. Mm. Mm. <laughs> the podcast. Mm. Do continue. I'm. I'm wanting to go on a Saturday Night Live uh, <laughs> rant with that, but I won't. I'll spare you all. something. <laughs> Shreddy balls. Mm, they're so good. Reducing time commitments. Yes. I mean, really, truly, we spend so much of our time doing things we feel obligated to do. Right. Um, figure out what's really important. Yep. You know, and, and think about, I mean, if you're in the, you know, we've just gotten beyond the child activity stage of life you know our boys are are young men now Mm -hmm. ryan's in his first year of college and and danny is is working but we you know when we think back to all the activities that we had our kids in it was it was too much yeah it was too much for them Mm -hmm. i mean i think really looking back they were screaming for just some some downtime just to some unstructured time to just play and be kids right you know so maybe pick one activity that they're in Mm -hmm. and maybe they don't need to be in basketball and football and soccer and then going to boy scouts and then you know it just it it, our society has just it's it's kind of out of control yeah I, i would agree and um even the picking that one thing i think ryan saw all the activities that danny went through and said nope not doing scouts not doing this not doing that and i'm just gonna do basketball Right. But even that one thing has turned into a time suck nightmare where, I mean, it's not, a, it's, it's 365, you know, yeah. uh, 24-7, 365, where that's varsity or a, a school season in the 
the winter and then you go into AAU like a week after and you're traveling until July and then there's a school league in the middle or some kind of school off season and then there's a fall off season and you're right back into it and it's just a it's never ending camps and working out and and playing ball with the guys I mean it's just never ending well it was really kind of sad to see Ryan and something that was just a grand passion in his life and by the time he was done with high school he didn't even really want to do it anymore no. he was so glad when basketball season ended at at the end and it was it was sad to me for this kid that had played varsity basketball for 4 years you know and he loved it mm-hmm. by that final year he was burnt out he was burnt out it was too much yep and you know it just what are we doing? Uh, were we training him to be the next Michael Jordan? How many of these kids are actually going to go on to, you know, even to college sports, but but definitely not to the the NBA or the NFL right. or NHL? I mean, it's we put so much emphasis on performance in these kids, and and we are Guilty. speaking from experience here. Guilty. So, you well, know. you know, I had Shaq Fu. I had the glorious Shaq Fu that I was rooting for. Well, right. And, and then he we was going to be the man. And Danny, the yes. the star runner. I yeah. mean, we just, it's it's sports. Right. It's fun. It's an extracurricular activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? that's true. It, what's important is, are they good people? Right. Do they help others? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and um, Ryan, I was talking to him. He's probably going to be, well, he'll never listen to this anyway. So <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe his ears are burning in his dorm. But he said the other day he misses it. Now he misses it. Right. So, yep. And now he's playing for fun. Right. He's in playing intramural. intramural yep. at college. And, and it's, a good time. it's become fun again for yeah. him. And yep. I'm happy to see that. He's totally loving it. And so. his focus is on his studies. Or we hope. We hope it is. And having fun. And having fun. A lot of fun. With the folks down there. With the folks. I think so. With the folks down there. So, okay. Okay. So we had eliminate the clutter, then reducing time commitments and and focusing on what's important. Uh, Number three was a big one for us that we have played with for far too long, and that's eliminating debt. Debt Amen. is dumb, and it just Cash sh- is king. Yeah, and and we were a bit we're big fans of Dave Ramsey. We've been on the Dave Ramsey plan for like a decade. Way too long. <laughs> a decade. Don't follow our method of the but, Dave Ramsey plan. Um, when you're in debt, you make a lot. It's, it's like I tell the kids in driver's ed: when you're late, you make a bad bunch of debt, bad decisions. When you're in debt, you make a bunch of bad decisions. You try to cut corners, you jump from job to job, trying to get that, chase that dollar. Um, you take out second mortgages, more credit cards, more, 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 and you're suddenly in a deep pit, deep hole, and you you've got to climb out somehow. So you need to stop the bleed. Get out of the debt. Yep. And then you have freedom to pivot and do other things. I mean, if you're out of debt, you can do some really cool things. And I mean, if you own your house and and out of debt, you can do some really cool things with very little money. And, uh, you know, you can you can really, you know, if you want to start that business or something, you can do that and still, you know, keep things flowing. I mean, being in debt, your your options get cut. Borrowing is slave to the lender. Borrower slave to the lender. Yep. Yep. It's biblical. Boom. Well, it is. It is. Believe it or not. It's from Proverbs. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. 
So we are, we don't like that. We live try within, not. Live within your means. Yeah. And that took us a long time to learn. Yeah. I mean, we started out life, um, we started in a hole, you know. <laughs> We <laughs> and we lived in a hole, and it got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and we finally climbed out of it. Yeah, we're out, and we're never going back there again. Right, and that was one of the big appeals of this smaller house in North Minneapolis, is that we can actually have a reasonable mortgage, get that paid off, and not be ninety with a mortgage over our head for something from some prairie palace. So the key is get out of debt. Right, because now we have money to do things that we enjoy and we have money to help people and that's really important to us you know that's a that's a big factor right. where before we always felt like we can't you know we can't give because we we can barely make the bills and right. you know we have to do this and we have to do this mm-hmm. and we gotta and, pay chase for this credit card or something you know yeah i yeah. mean it's just very liberating to be mm-hmm. able to you know write a check to that cause that you think is worthy or you know and if you don't have the money the important thing is you know give your time yep. just just give because our world there's so many people that are hurting and and they need a helping hand mm-hmm. you know if you don't have time and you don't have money give a smile be kind people you know, I just am a little disgusted with some of the things that I've seen lately. So. See, she truly is my better half with really good ideas. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Instead of the curmudgeon over here in the corner. Whatever. <laughs> um, but it's true. It is true. I mean, that just frees you up when you're not just in a hole, right? So. Absolutely. Uh, DaveRamsey.com. That's a great place to start. Start with the baby steps. You know, get $1,000 in a bank. Start working on that debt snowball. I know some of my followers are big Dave Ramsey fans. Let's do this thing. Come on, guys. Let's do it. Um, it can be done. Yep. You know, just just work the steps. Mm-hmm. Don't. Don't dink around with them because we dinked around with them far too long and and stayed in step two way longer than we needed right, to. Right, exactly. So do and then s- don't go back, which we <laughs> did, but we won't talk about that. Right, right. No, were step you, four. Do you do you still have that five dollar bill somewhere? No. Okay. So bunch of the relatives we Jules decided not to go to an event and they wrote all over this five dollar bill you know kind of taunting her a little bit but we put that up on the board and that was like fuel that was inspiration yeah I think they wrote something on the they sent me the five dollar bill saying hey big spender be sure to budget money in for yaya next year (laughs) so that was my girl's way of of uh tweaking me a little bit tribalism we've talked about that again Yes. Love my girls. Yes. But I had to miss that time. That's okay. All right. Number four. This one is hard for me sometimes. This one is replacing screens with people or reality. We all live on the screen these days. Just go to any school or any college campus or any classroom or any office building. And we're all walking. We're walking down the street running into lampposts, looking at our phones. Oh, there was a huge accident on the east side of the metro where a semi-truck plowed into a car because the person was looking at his phone. The driver of the truck was looking at his phone. Fatal accident. I mean, this stuff is going on all over the place. And, uh, you know, you have to disconnect from it sometimes. And I'm guilty. I mean, I post on Instagram and the Facebook group and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But um, Well, it's kind of a necessary evil for the business you're trying to grow and what you're trying to do you know it's also good to keep us connected to people it's it's a neat way to stay in touch with 
you know, those people that aren't in your direct mm-hmm. circle every day. But it also fuels a lot of discontent, right. I think. You know, you're on Facebook and you're seeing what your friends are doing and what they have and what you True. don't have. and um, Political posts. Political posts, which yeah. we aren't going there. No. <laughs> not doing that. This is not a political podcast. No, it is not. No. Um, but really, I mean, I think what you're seeing on social media is a snapshot of the best parts of people's lives mm-hmm. and, and really what they want you to see. Right. You know, the, we don't know what the whole story is or what happened before or after that picture or their circumstances may be completely different than yours. You know, just True. you have to, that's the biggest thing. I mean, we've learned this and it's been a long time coming, especially for me. I think you got there a long time before I did, but, you know, enjoy the here and now. Make someday today. Right. That's what we're trying to do. You know, we aren't going to wait for someday anymore. True. We're going to do it. We're, we're doing, doing it, it now. We're doing it. Yeah. And we're, we are. We're having so much fun. Mm-hmm. And it may just be having fun over the cribbage board or. Or the podcast mic. The podcast mic. I yes. mean, this is a blast. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> we're really talking We're fun. talking about real stuff. It I is mean, fun. Yeah. And I get to gaze into your eyes. Hello, oh. my darling. Everyone's gagging right I know, now. right? <laughs> I'm going to take so much crap for this, but that's okay. Yes, you are. I know. <laughs> you want to do number five? Number five. And this this is, I think, what we're getting to right now. Define what's truly important in your life. Mm-hmm. Is it your house? Is it the things that you have? Is it the people that you think you want to impress? Or is it the people that are in your life right now that need your attention? Is it the stuff you already have? Is it the things that that you're already doing? Or maybe it's the things that, that idea that you have, that if right. you free up your mental capacity and your time, you suddenly will have the resources to do that thing you always wanted to do. So. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's really good. <laughs> Awkward silence. No, I was doing the, mm, that's really, that's really good. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. I mean, um, for me, and we talked about this at the marriage retreat, or tie that back in. It's called the bookend. We're bookending it. Um, uh, I mean, for me, when we were living, uh, coming out of college, it was, it was jump into the job and work my tail off and get as much money as we could and climb as fast as we can to get more money because we needed it and we had a family and that was I mean talking to friends like uh, and then we had the crash of 2008 happen 2007 2008 and everything was shaking I mean I didn't know if I was going to have a job or not I mean we were coming up with all kinds of crazy ideas to keep it going and uh, I mean that was the job was the only important thing. It's the only thing I had. And it's, I sold out to that. I mean, I'm vacations. I'm doing conference calls and weird stuff. Taking days off to work. Yeah. What is that? that yeah, we didn't. I don't think there was was a vacation that we took in about a 10 year period that you didn't work. Yeah. Remember driving to Pennsylvania and you worked the entire way. I drove mm. and you were on your computer or on conference calls the whole way. Yeah, and then... Or the time we went to Ely oh, and we yeah. dropped you off when we got to Ely in the coffee shop. Yeah, so and I... Work. You guys got you all set up. You stayed up the whole night before. Yeah, I was writing uh, two reports that were due, that I wanted to get done because I had hearings coming up and I was writing my tail off and I was in a coffee shop. You guys went ahead to the resort, which was like... 20 minutes away up the line and here I was at the coffee shop all by myself working on my computer 
Yeah, and you were working hard, and it, you know, it just it was it was not sustainable. Mm-mm. That pace was not sustainable. Nope. It was physically and mentally just breaking you down. Yep, and it was hard on our family. You know, and you were trying to do the right thing for our family. Yeah. And, you know, it just, it took a lot of, you know, redefining the what's important. And, right. you know, we realized that that big house we were living in that we mm-hmm. never should have bought was, was not important to us. Nope. Nope. It was time to do something different. Yeah. So and get things back. are good. Yeah. Things are good. Yeah. No, it's, it, you got to find what that is for you, you know, and, and maybe you got to, I mean, we both downsized our jobs. It's good. It's Okay. It's awesome, actually. I love my gig, and you love your gig. and I love my gig, and I love that we have <clears throat> nights and weekends mm-hmm. together. I mean, as a, as a wedding and event florist, um, pretty much every weekend between May and November was just chaos. It was. From Wednesday through Sunday. Yep. And then, and then we collapsed for a day or two and started it all over again. Right. And I was only in the logistics side, the delivery side. I wasn't doing all the design and the putting together and all that stuff. It was just the weekend push. But it was crazy. It was. It added so much chaos to our life. And it was mm-hmm. something that I really enjoyed doing, but now I get to enjoy it just for fun. Right. And as a hobby. And I don't have to make a living at it. Right. And it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is good. <laughs> it's very good. It is good. So I would agree. Yes. Me likey. <laughs> so cool. You know, I wrote down here, because I did take some notes. I said, low and slow, which is a little motto of mine around here, especially these days. I think Todd Earhart can agree with that one. Low and slow, day by day, one step at a time, right? Absolutely. Um, Those five steps, again, were eliminate clutter, reducing your time commitments, eliminating debt, uh, replacing your screens with people or reality, and then define what was important to your life. Yep. Do you want to say hi, Danny? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) The flash just came through. And I would I would just add on to that. I had written down a quote, um, and this I had gotten off of a minimalist podcast, but they had said, misguided urgency is always the enemy of progress. And Ooh. I think that's good, powerful stuff right there. I've had a lot of misguided uh, urgency. urgency. I said energy. Well, that too. <laughs> yeah, I like it. So what do you think? Your first podcast. I survived. You did. You did good. I think it was fun. You were a champ. Oh, man. Does this mean I have to do it again? Yeah. Be another in. four years? No. 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 You're going to do it. I will. <laughs> it was fun. Well, thanks for having me on. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we're almost up to 80 shows. We're almost up to 25,000 downloads. We've got some good stuff coming. I have Michael Bell. we got to talk to him. Uh, I've got some other folks that want to come on, so I'll have to schedule them up. And we're, we're ready to plant. We gotta plant, uh, plant some stuff. Yes, we do. Um, we're gonna be planting some stuff. We've got wicking bed nation coming, so we're gonna have to develop some wicking beds here, get those in the ground, and work with what I have. <laughs> She's looking at me, giving yes. me the eye. <laughs> no, I'm not giving you the eye. Just <laughs> keep it real. I have to keep my little squirrel under control over here. <laughs> Yeah, I've got big plans. But uh, yeah, there's a lot coming. I mean, um, 
next big garden podcast, we're going to be, uh, I'll show you what we're going to do. uh, I'll walk you through what we're going to do for, um, growing seeds indoors. Um, I lost one of my shelves with the smaller house, but I think I might have to use a workbench and figure out how to do grow lights on there. Um, kudos to the folks who have already started. Uh, Jacob Heidenberg down in uh, Illinois. He's already got some stuff and he's just using his desk lamp. He's got tomatoes sprouting. So way to go, dude. So looking forward to your contributions to the site as well. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, But there's a lot of good stuff coming. So stay tuned, everybody. And then Jules will be back on. All right. Looking forward to it. So yeah, Thanks, I mean, everyone. yeah, I mean, we've uh, we've just touched the surface with some of this minimalism stuff. I've talked a little bit about frugal living before, but uh, but that's it. I mean. Um we'll have more stuff coming. So again, thanks for listening to Small Scale Life. We really appreciate it that you're here, that you're listening to us. We wouldn't do this if you weren't here. So, um, you know, we've got we've got a lot on the plan planned for you. Um, you know, we're going to be doing some cool things. Come over to smallscalelife.com, join us there, take a look at the posts, listen to the podcasts, join our Facebook group at smallscalelife.com. Um, uh, Facebook at Small Scale Life. We have a great small uh, group there talking about gardening and hummingbirds and bees and all kinds of stuff. Birds and bees. Oh, my gosh. But uh, we appreciate you and your time. And our wish for you is that you remove some of that stress in your life. Get rid of that stuff. Get rid of your debt. Get rid of that junk that's that's clogging up your life. And live simply this week. Uh, also be looking for, uh, that code for the, uh, family life weekend to remember. That's a really good thing. Thumbs up to that. And this is Tom from small scale life. We'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. sound like a dumbass all the time so yes yes